Hey guys, welcome to Raw Reality, a podcast brought to you by myself, Tori Story, and Fit with Lily. We are here to unpack everything health, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset, bringing you lighthearted and deep conversations about our raw reality. Buckle up, bitches. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome back. We are in your ears again for another week, and today we have a super exciting guest come on. But first off, we're going to get into our R&Rs for the week. Hello, everyone. Do you want to go first? You go first. Okay, I'll go first. I had a much better week. I feel like I'm really starting to settle into the Gold Coast lifestyle. I've only been here for two weeks and honestly, it feels like so much longer now. But we are settled in. My room is unpacked. I built these chest of drawers. I'm not going to say myself because <laughs> that wasn't myself, but I did have some assistance. But it took three days for me to build them. Um, I'm not a builder. It's not on my resume, but we got it done and my room is organized and I'm feeling like a lot more settled, fresh, mental clarity, all the things, which has definitely helped this week. Um, yeah, I'm just feeling happy at the moment and it's really nice. I feel quite free and energized. I literally said to Tori the other day, I hadn't had pre-workout. I hadn't had coffee. And it felt like I had. And that's how I'm kind of leading every day at the moment is just, I feel like my caffeine intake has honestly gone to half what it was like a few months ago, which is crazy. I just feel like I have so much energy high on life almost. Like life is so good and I can't stop smelling. Yeah, like it is. And that we actually get into this about today's episode, but it's just truly the power of proximity and your environment. And that is truly evident the past like two weeks myself. I just feel this whole internal shift happening in my world. And I just love who I am that is kind of cheesy but it's kind of true yeah (laughs) Yeah, so it's been a really good week in that regard um let's get into my training because I haven't really spoken to you guys about that lately um I'm currently still in my off season and I'm prepping for season a next year IFBB don't know what I'm assuming I'm gonna do in Queensland like that was a state I'll do it in but yeah, I'm really excited for that journey, for another prep, see how my body responds, go into it again. And also it'll be so different doing it over summer because last time I did it in winter. So we'll see so how that goes. Easier? I think it will be so much easier in terms of like, it's going to be warmer. It's a lot easier to get motivated, but it's like Christmas, New Year's and all those things. Yeah. But again, my environment is really good. My friends don't drink heaps. Like they understand they're there like the whole entire way supporting. So that definitely helps a lot too. But Kells are super high at the moment. We're pushing this last like month, month and a half. Dates don't exactly come out until season B starts, which is a little bit annoying. So waiting for the exact dates and I'll kind of know when I start prep, like if it's start, middle, end of um, October, whatever it may be. But Kells are super high, eating 2,900 at the moment, which is honestly like, uh, I'm not going to say a struggle. Like, I feel like I'm doing it quite easily, but I'm overeating. I just can't be bothered. That's more what it is. And training's going really well. We actually signed up to a new gym. We're going to, oh, do I say? Yeah. Is that safe? Yeah, we're going to Good Life. Yeah, Yeah, true. We're going to Good Life in Mermaid Waters. and Oh, no, Bundle. Or either one. We're going to a Good Life. Bit of everywhere. Yeah, and I never thought I'd go to a Good Life or a franchise gym again. But it's actually so good. And really aesthetic. You're allowed to film in there too. So, yeah. Everything's thriving at the moment. Love it. Love it. That's me. That's my world. Tori Story. Let's go. Hello, guys. It's me. I We just listened back to the clip. I'm sorry about the mic muffling. Mm. This is the last time we're recording at home, which I am so excited yeah. about, which we'll touch on in a minute. But yeah, just 
just the, disregard that. The episode is in a studio, but we're recording the intro at home. Yeah. So anyways, that's that. That's that. Yeah. Anyway, you'll be right. So my R&R has been good. It's been a really good week. I feel like it's been week one of my 30-day thrive and I've been slaying every day, but I just feel like my sleep has gone down every night and I'm back to wearing my whoop. Um, I got gifted a whoop a while ago, wore it for a bit, stopped wearing it because the whole two watch thing was just a bit much, but now I'm like all for it. So I've got my Apple Watch because your Whoop doesn't track steps, which is surely they're going to upgrade that. Anyway, so I've got my Apple Watch for like steps and Apple Watch is just great. And then I have my Whoop for all my sleep, which I'm loving because I have a sleep coach on there. So I'm loving getting used to that. Um, And I think just like I noticed, especially in Europe, I noticed how much sleep determines like for example my poop cycle like (laughs) I just know and I feel like when I get my seven hours I'm so much better so I'm just working on that but overall week's been really good we've been like go 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 like the whole week Mm. it's just been grinding um I did I did say we're entering soft grind and let me tell you who's entering the hard grind (laughs) is Jackson I but like also shout out to him like I've never met someone who just like gets shit done like I don't know. He just, he's literally been leaving home at 4.35 a.m. and not getting home to about 7 p.m. every day this week. Every day. Yeah. And it would be the same tonight, but he, we have his best and fairest tonight. So he will be coming home um, this morning. But yeah, he's just like not stopped. And he, when he gets set like a new challenge or something, he just like goes balls to the walls and like just he goes. He also like is happy and upbeat about it. He doesn't complain. Never. Like, it's not like, oh, I've had the longest day. It's like, hey, guys, how are you going? I'm like, mate, aren't you exhausted? Yeah. Like, like yeah. he'll always give, give, give. And like, well, until he can't. But he generally is pretty good. Mm. But the only thing he has been shit with is not eating because mm. he's been so busy. So he went and bought himself all these meal prep containers. So whilst I'm away, Lily's job is to make sure that he preps <laughs> meal it. preps this week. Um, Because we all know. And he fucking like enforces that on his clients or anyone he speaks (laughs) to and he's just not doing it himself so we're working on that um but yeah it's just been a great week and I'm off to Perth tomorrow so I'll be in Perth as you're listening to this and I'm so excited to see my little brothers and my dad and my nan and just like all my family up there I'm hosting a Perth handstand workshop so you'll hear all about that next episode um but yeah so excited and I feel like I just want to use Perth to relax be in the moment with my family sleep as much as I can to be honest um and I was just saying to Lil like I love going to Perth because I always get up so early because of the time difference but then I go to bed literally when my little brother goes to bed at like six seven o'clock so it's great um and I get really great sleep over there because my dad has shut out blinds and like oh, it's just solid sleep and it's also not like your friends are going for a sunrise walk so you have to no. go with them it's yeah. like I get to sleep because everyone else is still sleeping yeah yeah and my dad's like don't wake me up until like 7 a.m I'm like cool got it <laughs> neither and I have my mornings to myself because my brother's sleeping too so it's really nice catching up with a few friends um my brother's grand final his fourth football grand final which is wow. just crazy yeah I think he's under what would he be under 15s something like that um so hopefully they take the win and then yeah I'm just like really keen to like chill the fuck out and I want to use it also to like plan my week for when I get back or my week's coming and just brainstorm a lot of things especially on that plane ride too we even just brainstormed with Riley last night I'm like okay cool we have shit to do yeah we're ready (laughs) I'm ready yeah I think soft grind's turning into hard grind but I'm here (laughs) for it um but yeah other than that we're all 
slaying mm. um but we yeah so this episode that you're about to listen to is in a studio so lily and i have hooked up with a studio in queensland which now we'll be recording from the instagram will be taken up a notch just like everything will oh, be I'm start so to leveling up and like we've been waiting for this moment to be living together but just goes to show, like, we literally manifested this. We did. Like, we said we're going to be living together one day and, like, the podcast would take off. And, and just, I just knew, too. Yeah. And, like, just, and we both just knew, too. Yeah, we did. And just, like, what we spoke about last night and making that come to fruition just will be so epic. Yeah. Um, so just all I have to say is stay tuned. Yeah, stay I'm fucking so tuned. excited. Yeah. Okay. Well, today we have the Riley May coming on, which is our very close friend and also excels in a lot of business mindset stuff too if you have seen her from online so yeah we've got our best friend riley coming on so we've traveled to europe together and in this uh, episode we talk all things friendship relationship and proximity riley is a business coach and mentor who is deeply passionate about helping women cultivate an elite mindset and scale their business to multi six figures so when you hear riley speak like you'll just be blown away because she has so much knowledge and just is well one you just like feel calm when you listen to it you do but she just knows her shit and this conversation was more about it wasn't an interview so to speak it was more just us having a riff like it was she was like i'm coming to the gold coast on thursday morning and we're like hey we're going to see the new podcast studio do you want to just record because we wanted to get riley on for a while so it was just like a last minute kind of situation so yeah it's more about just us talking about friendship and europe and a few different sorts of things also went a little bit deep at the end too yeah yeah, it's thing. a good episode. Listen all the way to the end. Um, but we will get her on again talking all things business because she is the girl for that. So hope you guys enjoy. We definitely did. And yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's welcome Rizzy Ruberry to the podcast. <laughs> she is here. Shall we list off all of my nicknames before no, we get actually, started? Actually, go for it. We could refer to quite a few. Yeah. Yes. It depends. I actually said to the girls before we started recording, what what's my stage name for today? Is it Millie May May? Rizzy Ruru? The Riley May. The Riley May. Or just, just Riley. Depends. Riz. Mm. Yeah, Riz. I asked for percentages and I've, I've been told that it's 80% Millie, Millie. May. So. Which is unusual. People don't get that side of you very often. Mm-hmm. So welcome Millie. Us. The Mykonos Millie May is here. <laughs> oh, we're just still adding on to this. Yeah, name. the triple yeah. M, triple well, threat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks we for having me. could be laughing and riffing all day long, but we're mm-hmm. here and we're getting into it. Mm. So we're going to start with your question that you don't know. Describe yourself in three words. Wow. I just knew it would be something like this <laughs> and I didn't have anything prepared. Love that. Describe myself in three words. I would say one, spontaneous. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it, that's a Sagittarius coming out. Yeah. 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 And then underneath the spontaneous, like carefree, mm-hmm. chilled, whatever you want okay. to say. I would also say quite stubborn, but in that can be driven. Yes. Like a positive stubborn. Yeah, positive mm. stubborn. When I want something, Sometimes I... negative. I, <laughs> it just depends. You get for it. Depends where it's applied. And I don't know. I think for the third one, I'd probably say quite passionate. Mm. I think that's good. They're yeah. good three. Mm. You really went all for it. It's like I've answered it before. Yeah, you probably have. <laughs> no, I feel like that describes me. I would say, yeah, definitely like passionate. It. Because when I know, when I really love something, I apply myself wholeheartedly mm. to that thing. Yeah. 100%. And I'll commit to it. Yep. All right, let's that. hit the nail on the head. How did we all meet? How are we here? Well, sitting in a podcast room, coming off the back of Europe. How are we here? I actually love, like, this is my favorite story. So, Riley and I had both had our Instagram accounts hacked by, what was his name? Wiki. See a wiki. See a wiki. <laughs> I Shout still out. remember. <laughs> 
Um, so we had our accounts hacked and it was the weekend that Lil came up to the Gold Coast. Yep. And it was just like the most random weekend. So Riley had come up from Sunny Coast. I was in the Gold Coast. Lily hadn't arrived yet. Mum mm. and I were sitting in the lounge room and got up early, which was weird for like a Saturday. Usually I was sleeping in, you know. And mum was like, let's go to Cool To Be Conscious. It just popped up on her phone. I was like, yeah, you know what, let's go. Like, we're not doing anything else. Drove down to the beach, made it just in time. And I've walked down onto the sand and I had reached out to Riley because I knew your account had been hacked. I think I reached out to you and Sarah Mayen because your accounts got hacked at the same time as mine. And um, we'd been talking on Instagram, but as soon as I walked down onto the sand, you turn around and come walking up and you're like, oh my God, Hi. (laughs) It's yeah. me from Instagram. <laughs> it's me. I'm real. Riley. <laughs> and it was just like so happened that you yeah. were there exact same time. We w- we hadn't, my mum and I had planned to go. And so we literally met for the first time. And then we had the Cool To Be Conscious event. We went in the ice bars. And we met in like the exact environment that you would say describes us. 100%. Like breathwork, ice bar- baths, in the ocean. Yeah. What more could you want really? Yeah. We bonded from day one, didn't we? We did. I think it was so interesting because that whole lead up to that time was in a way, now looking back, it was meant to happen that way and yeah. everything mm. makes so much sense. I'm so glad we got hacked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad we got hacked. It was probably one of the best things that's ever actually happened to me in terms a lot of- change for you. Oh, yeah. everything. My career, my friendships, everything changed. Not necessarily from getting hacked, but it definitely- yeah contributed and played a massive part in how that all unfolded so yeah it was probably two weeks prior to that event Mm. we got hacked I got hacked before you and then I remember seeing your stories once you did get hacked and I'm like falling my eyes out yeah yeah you were I was like she's she's fucking going through it (laughs) but I was devastated as well and I remember thinking wow like this is just happening to so many people we obviously connected we're like oh my god same guy see wiki what is this guy thinking and you were actually considering let's mention this yeah you were actually considering paying this bloke two and a half k in crypto (laughs) and i was like tori i don't know you yet (laughs) don't be a dickhead do not send this guy two and a half k in crypto i promise you your account is never the thing for me was coming back (laughs) the thing for me was with this with this Instagram being hacked like Mm. I and you would be the same put so much effort into growing it building it and it wasn't it wasn't the followers like I couldn't care less it was the connections that you'd built with the followers and it was the content it had on there from like it was my first Instagram page so for me I'm like the biggest photo slash memory hoarder yeah you are but I was like I'm losing all of that and it's still gone it's still in the air but again for me like this was like it was just as I'd moved to Queensland. I think it was like two, three weeks yeah, in. Yeah, it was only a matter of a few weeks. Very fresh. And I was like, it's obviously a sign. And again, for me, it changed everything. Mm. It was like the start of like the volcano eruption. 100%. Good analogy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everything, everything shifted. And I think no one talks about when you lose an account like that, it can seem dramatic for people outside looking and thinking, oh, who even cares? Start mm-hmm. a new account. But it is that. It's like, imagine your entire business and all of the work you've Personal done brand. for years just yeah. disappearing well, that overnight was literally like me I think it was after literally the first day I competed last year woke up my account was hacked and I was like mm. I literally have been prepping this whole like last six months everyone's followed me through the journey I'm at the final point where everyone wants to see everything and it's gone like yeah, I was, was just cooked. so overwhelmed I was very lucky I got it back in a matter of a few days but that's because I spoke to Beck, Tori, everyone who'd previously lost it and they told me exactly what to do and mm. coincidentally lucky it worked but yeah it is it's a whole type of different and feeling people, no one understands. Yeah people not in the industry just don't get it 
which mm. I fully get. Like, I understand it. And it looks dramatic, like me crying on my Instagram stories because <laughs> I lost my account. But, like, you put everything into it. It's like if we lost ours now, we'd be fucked, <laughs> to, yeah. be, to put it straight. Yeah. Well, I've learned a lot from it as well. And I feel like even unconsciously, you probably both have as well, where it's like you've got the podcast, you've got YouTube, you've got different platforms. Yeah. So it's almost though, from a business perspective, you've got different legs to stand on. And I definitely learned so yeah. much from that period but after that time it was so random because I actually went to a gym chalk event that weekend because I was still in fitness at this point I think weekend. I remember the exact one. yeah right. the weekend before we met oh, yeah. and yeah. I remember going to this, this event right I'd lost my Instagram of like 26k which isn't crazy but that you know still 26k yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like cool so I'm at this gym chalk event with 300 followers um <laughs> peace out <laughs> sweet I have nothing to contribute so that was really interesting for me because mm. I was like oh who am I without a following and that was the first time in three years that I was like oh I don't have that Instagram account it was like a huge it's a weird feeling it's almost mm. a part of your identity kind of goes yeah because people know well especially us like if our podcast just le- left that's how people know us now and yeah. it's almost like a part of you go. So it's like, okay, who am I now? Mm. And it's a weird thing to figure out. 100%. Is, yeah. So that was an interesting weekend for me. And then the funny part in that was the Gymshark event was at the Gold Coast. And then the following Friday, we came down to the Gold Coast for Cool To Be Conscious. And that was so last minute. That was just a random, should we go down this weekend? I was like, yep, no worries. Like, let's go down, book some accommodation. And then happened to see you and your mum walk past Which the day we after. Which we weren't even going to go. We saw it that morning. No, we hadn't planned to see each other. And then I saw you and I said, oh my, oh, I might go say hi to Tori. Like we've been talking about Sea Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> so I just jumped up and I was like, hey, we sat next to each other, ice yeah. baths, swam. We all met up for dinner that night. You yeah. girls were came so late to dinner. <laughs> Wait, why were we late again? Because you were taking so long to get ready. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't remember. Well, do I? I don't I, remember being you flew late. in so little <laughs> 45 minutes at least. Wow, that's horrible. I know. That was my first impression. I was like, oh, these bitches are not on time. <laughs> well, enough. you flew in that day. Yeah, I did. And then, yeah, we were just like, cool, dinner tonight. Went to the collective. Yeah. Um, spoke everything. Everything, yeah. didn't we? And then we planned to go out as well. Oh, my well. gosh. We were like, let's go out. We low-key did and then yeah. it failed. Tried to go out. Sorry, didn't have her ID. Mm, yeah. Went to some pub. Had a shot. <laughs> Went back to the Airbnb at like and 8 that was PM. it. Yeah. So <laughs> Again, explains the yeah. friendship. Yeah, it it really yeah. does. We set the tone day one. And yeah. then kind of from there, I feel like you guys started talking a lot more. We all started mm. almost building that friendship, but through social media, we lived in different places. Mm. So it was kind of hard to build that straight away. And then I came to Gold Coast in October, I believe. And then Tori and I were just walking. And we're like, you know what? What are we doing for New Year's? Let's ask what Riley and Taylor are doing asked them they said they're doing nothing so cool that was it we booked an airbnb and then we saw each other at new year's and that's when we started planning europe mm. and then it kind of progressed from and it there. was like straight away you're like we just make shit happen yes because yeah. like how long would a event like a new year's or something stay in the group chat before it leaves and then yeah. literally in the next week airbnb booked the boys were in all four couples like we're that's good to the go. biggest thing about us what we plan we actually do yeah. And that is different to a lot of friendships I've previously been in. There's a lot of talk about going away, traveling together, or even just simply going out for dinner. But whatever we talk, it actually happens, which mm. is cool. Yeah. But I think if you look at all of us, even in our personal lives and in businesses and things that we say we're going to do, we all we all action it and we all do it. So our friendship has probably yeah. been no different to how we lead our lives where it's yeah. like, well, we We've want... We've just found each other. Yeah, and we want same. this to be a reality we want yeah. to have these friendships and we want to have this connection so when we you know say the word grace 
we get ourselves to Greece. <laughs> and we're Literally. There. And that was just like, I don't know, it was mentioned prior to New Year's. Yeah. Because yeah. we booked the first stop in New Year's. So we were just like talking about it and we're sitting there literally, I think the 31st of December, yeah. found London accommodation, sweet, booked, locked in. Yeah. Like, sorry. I know. And it's funny for me because... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, old Millie May May. Oh, I was like, who's coming out here? She, she, she is me, didn't book anything. Yes. Right? As in like, I didn't really contribute Can to confirm. any booking of anything. It's not my forte. I was really wanting to opt for a travel agent because I just, I cannot even begin to tell you the the disconnect in my brain when it goes to doing something like that. It just doesn't, it doesn't but then happen. It's, it works because the control side comes out in me where I'm like, yeah. cool, I got it. Yes, and completely. like Taylor's very similar, mm. and you sit in the middle. I I think I lean more to Millie <laughs> rather than Tori and Taylor. But while I was there, <laughs> nah, that's I what I was gonna I say. Really I feel much, like, but prior, I just followed along. <laughs> prior to Europe, the like compared to in Europe, the dynamics changed. Yes, which yes, was yes. just like so interesting to like sit in and see. Yeah, and we never like questioned anything. Like it was just like we talk in our group chat. Does this sound good? We worked out our budgets. We kind of all met in the middle and then booked as we went. And we there was like never issues. No. Yeah. And I think it's knowing your role, right? For me, I'm like, I will pay whatever. I will transfer whatever. I'm happy. Like you name the thing and I'll just yep. I'll just pay whatever mm. I owe. And in that, I knew that I didn't have a say in a lot of things. So if I was willing to not take control or not book or not want to be across that, I wasn't going to like pep up and be like, I don't want to stay in that accommodation. I don't want to go on that date. Mm. I'm like, no, if you're not going to contribute, you just do what you're told. But to put things in perspective, okay. we would have a Zoom call, let's say at 5pm, and we would all plan Europe on the group chat. <laughs> Where does Riley end up? Getting her nails done in the salon. She goes, guys. Phones on her lap. Nails are up on the bench. <laughs> goes, guys can't talk right now. So just plan and I'm listening. I'm all at ease. Tell and me what to do. Another time I think I was at Coles and yep. you were like in my shopping cart. Yeah. And I was like, nice guys. Like I just try with every now and then. Like, sounds good. We just booked a flight from um, Paris to Italy. You're like, cool. How much? I'll transfer when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way I work. Even T would vouch for that. Yeah. Um, but it, it worked. He's the life mm. admin man. Yeah. You're my life Shout admin girls. It's just not but an area that I As I a friendship, in. you can't all have the one same thing. If we were all no. controlling, it'd probably fall apart. If we Absolutely. all were probably the same as Riley, we wouldn't get there. No. <laughs> there would be no trip. <laughs> yeah. We can't all be me. Yeah. And that's the best thing about our friendship is we all offer different things as well. Mm-hmm. So off the kind of the back of that, I do have a question. What do you reckon was the biggest thing we learned about each other while traveling? Because prior to Europe, we didn't really know each other truly. Like I knew Tori a lot, but in comparison to Riley and Taylor, I didn't know them half the amount. I think I met them, you guys, twice? Three times? Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Before I going three times. Three times. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Before going to the other side of the world with them. So what do you reckon was the most, the biggest thing you learned about us? It's so funny, isn't it? Because nothing came up for me beforehand around, oh, how many times have I seen these girls? Yeah, yeah no, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I was just like, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. It felt, and I think because we had New Year's where we were together for what, like four nights or something that, like that. That made a big difference. With all our partners like living together and yeah. just, not living, but you know, yeah. having trips with people, it's changed, changed the dynamic compared to knowing oh, I've been to brekkie or I've been to lunch. You know, it's different when you're in a house and you're contributing to cleaning or cooking or different things like that. And I think New Year's, we set the tone for... Even getting up New Year's Day, going for a walk, whatever it was. Like, we just knew from that four days together, we're like, yeah, this works. And even from a financial standpoint, I think sometimes in friendships, you never have 
um, things that come up where you have to combine finances or work things out of like, okay, we're paying for accommodation, we're paying for dinners, we're paying for groceries. But New Year's, it was like, oh, okay, mm, we can yeah. all navigate that together yeah, as yeah. well. So it probably created a little bit of like an unconscious safety net for us to even book the trip in the first place, knowing yes. that we could. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Even though it wasn't like a 10-year friendship where – it feels like a tenure so well. Yeah, it so it so does. In terms of, should we go around? Like, are we going around the circle? Yeah, okay, like, let's say like, no. we're very good at our. Uh, what's the word? Digressing, taking a while to get out. Glitching, so let's, glitching, <laughs> like <laughs> I glitching Yeah, I think the biggest thing um, I learned about you, Tori, was really just like you're you're just spontaneous, and I already knew that, but I was like, oh, we're the same human. Yeah. <laughs> identical some would say some would say yeah can, I was like confirm. oh to the point where it was almost dangerous like Tori and I <laughs> no and this is just I learned this about myself too where I was like wow if someone disappeared I was like oh she'll be right yeah that's honestly I'm like she's probably just having a good time yeah same way I'm like oh if I'm if I'm somewhere I'm just having a good time yeah but I don't do the oh that's actually unsafe me yeah you that's yeah. what I learned about you I'm like yeah. Lil she's keeping you safe yeah. Like I'm I knew it. that she she had she was watching me somewhere. <laughs> you know, I was like at all times I know Lil knows where I am. So that's how why I feel safe. <laughs> it's like it's such a weird thing cuz like we'd be out somewhere and Lily would say something about safety. I'm like, "Wow, I that didn't even cross my mind." <laughs> yeah. Like which like again, the different dynamics works. Yeah. Because if we all led our lives together like you two traveling, the amount of times I swear I had to pull them up or be like, let's not do that. Let's maybe go here. Maybe let's rein it in a little bit. Maybe let's not go off. Like Classic. stay together. Um, or like I'd even text in the group chat being like, where are you? Oh, I'd constantly check find my friends as well. But you were literally next to me. Do you know but. what we needed? <laughs> we needed child leads. Like, yeah. <laughs> the backpacks. The backpacks. <laughs> that would have worked. We truly did. Yeah, yeah. Oh but I I don't know like yeah, if I'm anything stumped. preferred I just literally was like I fucking love these guys mm. yeah I reckon my biggest thing I learned about you Riley was more so coming from like I think I'd pictured you a lot in like the business as- aspect so when mm. you came to Europe I was like oh this girl is actually chill it's like, Millie yeah it's Millie Millie's coming out she can surrender to literally everything and that's what we spoke about a lot while you were over there you have not had routine this whole year and from an outsider looking in I would expect you almost to be like okay at 5am I'm getting up I have to have my work stint from 9am to 10am then we can go off but you literally would do it whenever wherever and we're so chill about absolutely everything and more so the perspective as well in terms of everything's easy like everything's mm. easy. Oh, we have got a cancelled flight. No worries. We'll get there. Like it was so easy. And I think that was like kind of came in with you, Tori, as well. And I needed you guys to almost bring that level down with me. When I first started the trip to when I ended the trip, so I think different. I was so different yeah, because yeah. I started really high anxiety stress. I left, couldn't care less about and anything. And we did start in the busy places, yeah. which makes sense. But by the end, you were like... Yeah. My ex for you were gone. That's probably actually <laughs> so true though, Lil, in what I learned about you as well, where I was like, wow, because I probably just based on us all having conversations prior, I was like, oh, I know Lil has mentioned she'll struggle with the routine or she'll struggle with the not training and like mm. different normal things that we're used to in person. But towards the end, I was like, wow, you were so willing to like literally get outside your comfort zone in, in yep. what you wanted yep. that to be. And you just surrendered as well. And I was like, that was so cool. Yeah. Mm. No, I agree. Mm. I don't know. I've yep. got nothing. I got nothing for you. Oh, I was going to say, I have nothing for you. Oh, I think just like it gelled so well. And I think in Europe, our friendship went from literally 10 to 1,000. Mm. Like, it, I hate living apart. 
It well, was now a, we live together, yeah, but no. I hate you that you're two hours away. Like you and Tay, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, you're close. It's closer than a flight. Yeah. But like, I need you probably next door would be great. Or on the next bed, yeah. really. <laughs> it was just the best, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think it's almost euphoric where, and anyone listening that's experienced something similar, like you would know exactly what we're talking it's about. It's very hard to explain. Yeah. You come back from it and it's like, it's never happened. <sighs> but then you have all these very like core memories etched in your brain that night in EOS, I will never on with the, the goats. With the goats, I, I Guys, cannot. Just, it's like um, that. Shameless plug. Go watch the EOS <laughs> vlog. It actually goes for forty-five minutes because wow. I include Athens. But I said to Lily last night, I didn't want to cut it short because I want us to watch it back and go. Shit, I remember yeah. that. Even if no one else gets it, I'm like, we get it. Quick question yeah. on Athens. What did you vlog in Athens? <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you Athens was an absolute nightmare you're probably gonna hate the vlog but it's i can only imagine what you've included of me (laughs) that you watch with tori's vlogs from the very start to the very end we get more delusional as the vlogs go on the last one we are out of space we are in in athens eos eos (laughs) it's really funny no anyway sorry go back to your night in eos no that was iconic like i'm sorry Mm. that night is etched in my brain like us sitting on every I can't even. I'm that is the happiest the memory picture. that I probably have in my mind in yeah. my life. It's yeah. so insane. Oh, to paint the picture, like we've we mentioned this in the Europe um, episode, but like EOS is Gold Coast schoolies, surface paradise, mm. eighteen year old vibe. And again, it just describes our friendship. We t- we went out the first night, didn't even get drunk, and spent the rest of the trip on quad bikes, sunset dinners, finding beaches, swimming, beach hopping. Like that was just it. And again, like that crying in cafes, having breakfast, talking about <laughs> our pasts and our futures and everything like that. Like it just was so pivotal. And I think yeah. like the whole trip was amazing, but again, probably because we were delirious, but that five, four days, whatever in EOS was just like. Iconic. It, it, it felt like five years. Yeah. yeah. Think about even the day that we were like walking down those stairs, we were piercing ourselves, laughing, like in full Delulu vibes. Like because <laughs> we rock, paper, scissors, we're going to walk a cake <laughs> yes. down the stairs. Yeah, like that shouldn't have been funny or a thing, but it was. It was. Yeah, it was so, so funny. funny. And Eos, like Tori said, it wasn't even. I honestly would never go back. It wasn't somewhere that I was mm. like, oh, I loved Eos, but I loved Eos. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I didn't like it, but I loved it, yeah. and it was so. Yeah, it was so cool because we just had the most incredible time together. It was so pivotal, I think, in our friendship as well. But yeah, having just that night, I think it solidified so much for us, and it was just so fun like we just went up this random mountain that I in hindsight were we allowed up there I don't that's, think no, so that's what I was thinking the whole entire time it felt I very like, locals I only <laughs> I was waiting oh, this probably shouldn't have come up in my brain, here we go here we I go. was waiting there was a truck that went past and I was yeah. like a gun's about to be pulled out we are getting shot down because we are trespassing but we weren't he just kept driving and Tori and I, I probably waved <laughs> Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, mate. Oh, my God. The farmer who owns the goats. <laughs> goats are all good. They're good. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so good. Just just good. Just chilled. Would do it a thousand times over. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, so many people would be listening and we get this question so many times. We've spoken about it so many times. But in terms of, like, finding your people, and, again, we just explained our story and we literally just fell into each other's friendship. So... Mm amazing but in terms of like people asking how to find your people what to do what would your words be yeah I think well the biggest thing is is proximity right and what you're actually Mm. entertaining you know from from like more of an energetic level if you're entertaining friendships that you know 
no longer serve you, whether they're surface level friends, whether it's conversations you're having with people, whether it's work colleagues or just people from school, whatever it may be. If you know that that person is not serving you anymore and you really desire a different type of friendship, you have to let go of what's not serving you before you actually have space, capacity and are an energetic match for what you desire yep. in a friendship. And I think too many people hold on. But it's true. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, it like actually it just straight true. up is true. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing even you. against you. No, but it's I agree. No, I know you are. <laughs> we all agree. I think too many people hold on to friendships or relationships for too long, wanting to attract a new relationship, a new friendship, but aren't willing to let go of the old in order to be a match for what they want, right? What yeah. they desire. Yeah. And I think that's a huge block in friendships a lot of the time. We think it's a lot harder than it actually is to attract the people that you want to be around. Where are you spending most of your time? Where are you actually hanging out? Like, what are you on? That's the biggest one. Is is environment. I think too, it's like the comfort thing as well. Like if Mm. you've been a friend, if you've been friends for so long or it just feels quote unquote too far gone, it's going to feel more comfortable for you to stay in that than it is to lean out. And like we, I think we literally said this in the podcast last week, like yeah. it, it's whether you have that conversation with them and say, this is no longer serving me, nothing against you. I think we've grown apart, whatever it may be, or it feels more comfortable for you to just distance yourself mm-hmm. and whatever works is right for you. Like there's no right or wrong. You also have yeah. friends for different types of things, let's say. So it's yeah. sometimes you're not going to have these best friends that are going to be your best friends in every single aspect of your whole entire life. And that's just not true in any way because I'm not the same, exactly the same person as Tori. I'm not exactly the same person as Riley. So you're still going to have your own things. You're still going to have your differences and that's okay. But it's also learning that if they're so far gone that these differences are nearly not even like aligning in any type of way, yeah. then that is the point where probably need to drift a little bit. And it doesn't necessarily have to come from a conversation, but it's almost figure out your environment and lean into that new environment more so and just let that happen. Mm. And I think the question that you really get to ask yourself with any friendship in your life, is it a past or future friendship? It's like when you're together, how much time do you spend talking about what was versus what is or what's what's going to be? It's like those people that live you know, really thinking about the past or only drawing on the past or only able to speak about the past or that's your only point of connection, right? What happened in high school? What happened three weeks ago? What happened with that person? It's like, wow, is that actually serving me? Do I actually want to be having these conversations? Is this person making me a better human or do I feel energetically speaking drained every single time I leave hanging out with them? And does that actually feel good for me to entertain anymore? Literally. And I think like my birthday last year is the exact example for this like mm. every single person by you Lil yeah by two years three years whatever it is I did not know up until I moved to Queensland yeah. and they're all like people I would lean on to people I would say my close friends and they were all brand new within what a year that I lived in the Gold Coast well, our, well the TikTok you literally posted went viral yeah the other day it's on two point like two mil it's actually cooked mm. <laughs> about literally a friendship who no one talks about like friends who you've literally known for how long like what was the quote that you put over it do you remember Um, no probably like say like 10 or like a childhood best friend yeah so like you'd sometimes you hold on to that child best best friend because it's like your history and it's what you feel safe with and it's almost like I can like come out and say this almost in like the relationship that I just had I almost lent on to 
but it's working because we have so much history yeah. because I want to that I want to tell people that I've been with this person for seven years or eight years or whatever it may be I don't want someone asking me oh yeah I've only known them for six months because that's more of a perception that people have on me and I'm like oh well they're not going to think our friendship's serious or our relationship is serious because yeah, I, I haven't think, known them for very long yeah I feel like there's such a stigma around that there like is. if we say oh we've only been best friends for like three years people are like oh like well, me and my best friend have been friends for 11 years, but I'm like, we probably have a deeper connection than you do. Exactly. Like we've done work. We've expanded our friendship on more levels than most. Yeah. So like time and even ages, like just doesn't have a say. That's another big one is age because I don't think many people would know that you're not a lot younger, like 22, nearly 23, mm. I believe. Yeah. But a lot of your friends are probably older and you don't necessarily have to fall into age like – um Bracket. Bracket, yeah. That I have to be friends with people my age. You can literally have friends who are way younger than you, way older than you. That's literally just a number and it doesn't mean anything at all. No. Yeah, yeah it's it's such a massive conversation. And I think as well, it's so true. It's like how much skin's in the game as well as to why you might stay in a friendship, stay in a relationship, stay even around a family member that maybe, you know, absolutely does not serve you. And I think it's so true. It's like you've got that skin in the game too. So there's this pressure, right, where you're like, well – if I've been in this relationship seven years, I have to quote unquote start again. And that yeah. feels like, but I've committed all of this time and I've committed all of this energy. And am I really going to give that all the way for something that I think is better and same for friendships where it's like, but this is my childhood best friend. Like I have to stay in this friendship because, you know, we're 15 years in or whatever it may be. But, you know, I had a really long term best friend as well, you know, all of primary school, high school growing up and, that was a big thing for me, but I'm like, but this is my best friend. This is yep. the person I've grown up mm. with. But at the end of the day, we just didn't actually align, you know, anymore. And I knew that that had to come to an end, but it felt scary because I'm like, well, who do I have then? Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone else I've known for three months, everyone else I've just met. And that feels really, really isolating. And I definitely went through a period probably around two to three years ago now where I would say it was three to six months where – I was like, oh, I don't really have anyone. Like, mm. I don't really have any friends that I would be like, this is my group of girlfriends. This is my best friend. This is my three closest friends. You know, I couldn't say that confidently at all. And now we've been talking a lot about engagement and weddings and bridesmaids and all the different things. And I'm like, I've got seven bridesmaids, guys. I'm not <laughs> I've gonna got lie. my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the first time that I've been able to be like, oh, I genuinely love my close circle. Yeah. I feel so connected to my friends and I want them by my side when I get married one day. I want them by my side when I have kids. I want them in my life for the foreseeable future. And I feel like these friends aren't season friends they're reason friends yeah. you know like yeah. they're, yeah. they're here to stay time. Yeah. yeah and that feels it feels so cool but it's true like no one's no one's been a friend of mine really now for longer than like three three and a half years max yeah and that also goes to show the person that you've changed into because the person you used to be maybe those friends don't align with who you are now but yes they align to who you used to be yeah and that's mm -hmm. also okay and changing through that and as you change as a person you have to change your surroundings your setting your environment or else you're going to be stuck in your old ways so mm -hmm. if you feel like you're not changing in your career as a person not growing as a, like anyone it literally would just be because of your environment the people you surround yourself with the second you have what do they say like the closest five people in your life is who you will be almost you need to really check that and decide if they are the people you want to be or if they're holding you back. Mm, 100%. Because oh, yeah. we even, <clears throat> like we said, I think the other day, who I was, like, you know, however, what, I'm going to say 20, 
19 and before that, my friends then only aligned with that Tori. Yeah. And who I am now is like literally a different human. We actually don't know her anymore. <laughs> yeah. But even thinking about my childhood friends, yes, they worked and aligned in then and I was friends with them for 10 plus years. Whereas now I feel like our relationship is deeper than that 11-year relationship was. Yeah. But that just goes to show the work we've put in into like internal to how we expand our friendships now and how quick we've literally time collapsed our friendship, 100%. And it is definitely a reflection of, you know, even in say a long-term relationship in any dynamic, whether it be a friendship, an intimate relationship, siblings, like there's so many different dynamics you can speak to. You are going to grow together or grow apart. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the biggest thing. And sometimes it's just you're holding on, you're holding on, you're holding on because it's like, but it could change. It could do this. It could do that. And then it's getting real with yourself where it's like, wait a minute, what am I waiting for? How long have I been waiting? And when is it time for me to get real and go, okay, this actually isn't serving me. And I get to cut ties. I get to take that next step. And it doesn't always have to be, I think, this like big, terrible ending that sometimes we preempt. It's like, you know what? That was an incredible season of my life. That relationship will always have a huge impact on me, whether it's been a friendship or a relationship. But I actually get to welcome this new season of my life, new friendships, new relationships, knowing that I'm even coming in with the human that I am now and not who I was seven years ago that's kind yeah. of been dragged through my relationship as well, whatever that has, yeah. Yeah, almost, whatever it looks like. You almost like start to lie to yourself towards the end of a friendship or a relationship in so much. It's like, oh no, but it is good when this happens or we are really close when we do this, but you start to lie to yourself, you lie to other people to make yourself believe that your friendship or relationship is really good and then you kind of like trick yourself into believing it is. But deep mm. down, you know, if that friendship relationship or even the dynamics with your family or siblings isn't serving you, you know that like it's time to move on. So like really just trust that deep mm, intuition yeah. within you. If you even look at our friendship, little like of three years, think of who we were when we met. Like this is the type of friendship we're talking about where you're going to grow together because who we are and sit here today is not who sat at Henley Joe's Cafe. <laughs> we both, yeah, I, I didn't do... I wasn't into fitness. I didn't nope. do social media. I was in more of my party era. Like, yeah. And now nothing. we're here sitting in a podcast talking mindset, fitness, health, <laughs> inspiring others. Like yeah. that's the type of friendship where we've grown together and then you've come in and we just keep expanding. Yeah. Mm. And it's like this is the type of friendship that you just would never see fading out because we're going to continue to grow together. There's nothing we wouldn't tell each other or open up or – and that's the solidness you want in a yeah. friendship. And it's trusting that you'll connect with those people at the right time as well. It's like, how's it all of that had to line up? You know, if I had met you three years ago, there wouldn't have been a friendship there. If like, or whatever it looks like. But it is crazy that we all met in a season of this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. This is what we're striving for. And we connect so deeply over that. You know, if this... Just burped, sorry. If we didn't have the mutual um, just values for life and health and goals and business and career and freedom and relationships, like all the things that we get to bond over and love, there's not likely going to be a friendship here. So I think that's a cool thing too where it's like you choosing to change whatever your reality is right now and whatever way that looks like is going to contribute to you being a match for who you want to ultimately be friends with. So if you look at these people and you're like, fuck, like I would love to be friends with her. She looks after herself. She's going on walks. She's not clubbing. She's like having fun, whatever it may be. Are you a match for that? Does that person want to be friends with you? I think that's the biggest thing that we get to look at where sometimes it's like, oh, the person that I potentially want to become friends with or the people or the type of person wouldn't entertain someone who entertains that. Yeah. 
yeah. right? Who entertains people that are no longer serving them. So the choice in that is I have to let go of what no longer serves me so I can actually be a match for the people that I want to be friends with because they're not going to entertain me for as long as I'm entertaining that. Mic drop. I Mic haven't drop. Even We're done here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's welcome so to Riley May's brain. Yeah. Um, talking further Riley May into is gone. <laughs> Riley May Riley's activated. <laughs> talking further into relationships because mm. we get a lot of questions. All three of us has now navigated long distance and Riley and her partner T, Tainui, shout out. Shout out um, have just ticked over eight years. So Woo-hoo. let's just let's just talk about it. Yep. Talk me through it. <laughs> no, love you, T, if you're listening. He's definitely not. But <laughs> no, he won't we'll, be. We'll get him in. If we said he mentioned his name, he'll be listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit, hey. Eight years. <laughs> it's been a time. <laughs> it's been a time. So would you like me to just tell, tell the story? Give us story? a bit of a backstory. Backstory. Yep. Yeah. So T and I met, and again, proximity, I think it's always interesting. We met when we were doing surf, like back in the day. I was 14. He was 16 and just 17 at the time babies. so little babies and yeah we just loved each other honestly from the moment we saw each other <laughs> oh, I it's think. From the no it's actually so funny because I laugh now and we were so young like we were so so young but genuinely like we we were just on from but another example of growing together yeah yeah a hundred percent you don't meet many people who stay in that relationship from childhood or high school yeah. whatever it may be but you've grown together and you've proven time after time that you're willing to work for each mm, other. Yeah, and it's been like it's been gnarly and I would never I would never sit anywhere and say that it hasn't. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. If you've been in a relationship from 14 and now I'm almost 23, he's just turned 25. You know, that's like nine birthdays or something that I've seen of him now, which is just so it's so crazy almost I a think. Decade. Yeah, we've low-key both to be honest gone through this little bit of a not a crisis. I would say just this this moment of holy shit like how has it been this long how are we 23 and 25 we were 14 and 16 like it's just this it's just been so weird to be like oh my god we're now here it's almost having that conversation as well it's like I love you so much but I've only ever been with one person like Mm. so what's going on here yeah and it's almost like kind of again breaking down that stigma that that's okay to be with one person as well and growing through that and going through that together yeah and I definitely think we've had seasons and periods where, say, when I was like 18, 19, I would want, I would want to make it wrong. I was like, oh, I, sh- I should have other boyfriends or T should have other girlfriends or maybe we shouldn't be together right now or we should have a break. And or of course whatever. you would because society puts that pressure of mm. having your single go era and all that sort of stuff, which yeah. sure is great. But if it's not for you, it's not for you. And that's where I think like if you can stand in who you are and what you do and not let that pressure get to you, you will be happy because yeah. if that's what you want, then fucking who cares what people mm. think. And I've been so, so lucky to have like T as my partner and I'm so happy that he's my partner because he's so like he is <laughs> fucking – when his stands in his conviction. Like yeah. what he believes is true is true. What no he one knows can is rock true. T. No one can no, rock T. No. If he is like, Riley, I love you and I'm going to marry you, that's just what's happening. <laughs> you know, like essentially yeah. that's what's happening. And he said he it, just wouldn't fuck around. He doesn't fuck around. And I – I do fuck around <laughs> essentially and not in terms of like with other people or anything like that but I am always in contemplation I'm like but what about this but what about that but how do you feel but how do I feel like I'm always a checker with everything and I think that's a really positive thing like honestly well, yeah. that has been amazing for our relationship because our communication I think is I don't even think I know it's the next level like we have the most incredible communication there is nothing I can't bring to him there's nothing he can't say to me 
we can hold each other in somewhat heavy and hard conversations and I know that that's not going to be met with anger. Like mm. if I came to him and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this way, I know that his default is not to yell at me or to be upset at yep. me or to be angry at me. So that's a really big thing as well. Um, and we've just built, honestly, such an incredible relationship but there's we've just been through so much together and it's just been it's been such an interesting journey and I think with you know what we navigated early days and for years just contributed to us just not just valuing our relationship I think for what it was and I I definitely think this year having navigated almost nine months of long distance I've I definitely just love him more than I've ever loved him and I think he feels Mm. the same I think I'm gonna say he feels the same (laughs) he actually has no choice no he does yeah (laughs) well I think this year like even since we met last year Mm -hmm. you were in such a how would you word it like or just contemplation like always questioning like what's right what's wrong what should it look like what shouldn't it look like like getting consumed by noise I would say was my biggest thing 100% outside noise and letting it consume you but coming out of Europe and just this nine months of long distance you know this is it mm. yeah. like you're solid yeah you're locked in 100% and I've always known it was it yeah. I think that's like the funniest thing where I remember the first day that we ever like officially hung out and spent the whole day together and mind you it was so cool for me I'm like he's 17 he's got yeah. his license <laughs> you looked like you know yeah the cool I was girl. yeah I was like I've I've made it. Millie I've made has it. Yeah, yeah. I was like loving my life. Absolutely. But I remember getting home again. I'm 14. But I said to my sister, I'm like, I'm going to marry him. I was so happy. Like my face hurt. I was so happy. And T and I talk about it now. But I always, always, always knew that even if we didn't work out or something happened, I'd be like, yeah, but I'll see you when I'm 25 and then I'll marry you then. So I think in my mind, I'm like, he's always end game. But it's always been us navigating the in-between when we're like, oh, we still both feel the same way. We're still navigating it, but it's been, it's just been cool. And we've honestly never, we've never wavered. Yeah. yeah. Like we always come back to each other. We've always loved each other and we've grown together and that hasn't always looked linear, Yeah, but we've always grown together and he's yeah, just an incredible support and backs me in everything that I do. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for more in a partner. We love your tea. We love him. I never talk about him like that. So <laughs> just laugh it up, T. <laughs> um, just quickly talk about long distance because I know we have a few listeners who have gone through it and always ask questions. So how have you gone in the nine months? Yeah, it's been so interesting. I almost think, and I, I'm sure you can both relate. Like you know that you're doing long distance, but then you're like, no, I'm not. Mm. Mm. It's so weird. You go through the weirdest feelings and emotions. Oh, it's so it's so bizarre. Like a part of me now is really really settled yeah. in not having him here, which is yeah, I feel really settled in him not being here. But initially, it was definitely very hard for me, and I had a lot of stuff around him not being in like my physical presence anyway. So that was challenging for me in different ways, where I would kind of just freak out over him not physically being here like it sounds so silly but I would hear he drives a a cruiser for anyone I don't know like it's loud (laughs) it's loud that's really all I want to say it's a loud car and there's a cruiser in our street that always drives past and I would low-key at the beginning get like really like I'd get a little bit triggered by it in a sense of like oh he's not coming home today oh okay yeah because I was so used to he comes home in the afternoons he leaves in the morning you know I'd live with him for live Live with him. I'd lived with him for two years prior. We'd been together for um, seven years at that point. Yeah. And then he decided to 
moved to New Zealand. That's almost the hardest thing from living together and then all of a sudden he leaves the space and you're like... Leaves the country. Leaves the country, yeah. yeah. So it's not... Exactly, it's not a domestic flight. It's an international flight we're talking about. So it's a whole other ordeal there too. It's not a quick flight to go see him. It's a whole process that you have to pre-plan and everything, but it's going from the nothing... Like the everything to the nothing yeah. and that is the hardest thing. But it's always when you originally or initially say goodbye to them, that's hard. After a week, you're good. Oh. You just got to find yourself and then you're fine to get into that routine again. And it happens every single time. Yeah. No matter how many times you do long distance, go see him, come back, that initial feeling is going to come up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I fully agree. That is the gnarliest thing ever. Mm. Saying goodbye. I hate saying goodbye. That to me is, it's like sickening. I can't even, I don't know why that that's really challenging for me in like a lot of ways. But then, like you said, you're good. Once yeah. you say goodbye and you're back in your routine and at home, you're good. I definitely, definitely feel that you need to, if you're navigating long distance, have almost like know your capacity, like know your timeline. If you yeah. know that five weeks is your max and you get, you know, you start getting a bit short with each other or you start really um, just, you do, you get snappy towards mm. the end of those stints and it definitely happens a lot. I noticed between... So our Europe stint, I went to New Zealand before Europe, went to Europe, came home. That was a nine-week nine stint until time. it was long. And we were we were snappy, like, that last week. And not over anything, like, just the silliest stuff. But I think because you lack those in-person moments, you lack so much connection and you also lack experiences together. You know, how often are you talking about things with your partner, but it's based on what just happened together or the gym session or the this or the that. It's like you've gone nine weeks with no shared experiences and that can be really challenging because you feel like you actually don't have much to talk about in a way. Yes, when I came back from doing long distance and I would see him, it almost like we had to kind of get to know each other again. It Mm. wasn't an immediate, well, like for me, I don't know if it was different for you, but like it wasn't an immediate click. And I was like, okay, it's kind of like a bit awkward, uncomfortable. And I was a lot younger when we were doing long distance Mm. too. So then it kind of like took a day or two and then we were good again. So it's just kind of that weird friendship, relationship type intimacy. Like it's just a whole different thing to navigate. Mm. I feel like at the end of a long stint, you just get agitated. Yeah. I remember when we were doing long distance, We'd, I think our longest was eight weeks maybe and I just was agitated. I was like, I'm over it. Like, let me just get on a flight and it just the timing would never work and you're like, why the fuck can't I just get on a flight and see you? Mm, like, yeah. that's all I well, – I just need a day mm-hmm. to just yeah. touch you, say hello and I'm good. Yeah. But, yeah, you just get so agitated. Yeah, I definitely and, – and it's like a mutual frustration, right? And the only person that you can take it out on is your partner. <laughs> yep. But you're both feeling it and the worst part in that is like if there's ever conflict and it hasn't happened often but it, and it definitely happens from my end and not his <laughs> end but if I'm ever frustrated, I'll be like, fuck, like this is just getting so annoying and I just want to be with you and I just wish you were here. Like it's just literally a longing for them, right? You're like yep. I just wish we could go out for dinner. I just wish we could hang out for three hours, whatever it may be. And yeah, and it's it's a lot to navigate that because you you can't soothe each other or solve the problem because you're not in person. So yeah. you have to do it over the phone. So it's like the frustration doesn't bring you closer to connection. It actually just makes you feel more distant. And there's there's mm. just a lot of like, it, fuck, you need to be emotionally intelligent. I yeah. think it, it strengthens a lot of independence in you and it really challenges yes. you as a couple. And I think it does to a degree make or break you. It's definitely brought us so much closer, which has been so good. And when we see each other, I just feel like so obsessed with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come so here. Because <laughs> yeah. having that distance, you they come back and you're just like, oh, I love you so much. <laughs> love like, you so you much. squeeze them. I know. And like, you're almost there. Yeah. You're almost oh, done. So close. We just get back November. 
Yep, 48 days. I'm not counting. <laughs> no, one's, no one's counting. <laughs> no one's counting, but I am every day. No, I'm just I'm just ready now. I just I'm he's ready to come home. I'm ready for him to be home. I want our lives back. I want our space back. I want our house back. I want yeah. I just want our little our Life little routines. Yeah, little I, just, I love him. Before you, know? you have kids and get a ring on the finger. Oh, I'm so ready <laughs> for my ring. <laughs> We're all ready, actually, to be honest with you. It's the most obvious. The funniest thing about this is it's like the most talked about obvious thing ever. Like there is no... Like, oh, I wonder if they'll get engaged. It's like the most it's, it's a like hot we're topic fucking waiting amongst the friendship. <laughs> it it's is. so funny. Even Tina, I'm like, so what do you reckon? Timeline wise. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. But yeah, navigating long distance, I think it's just communication is it's so basic, but it's absolutely key. And I would say that you've got to know your minimums. Like if yeah. you know that two months is too much, then and it's different, right? Like Tina are only he's only in New Zealand, so it's three and a half hours apart, but it's still an international flight, it's passports, it's border, border security, security. Yeah. it's it's a whole ordeal and it's expensive as well. Like there's just mm. there's different factors that contribute. The other thing is like if you are listening, everyone navigates long distance so differently. And just travelling to Europe, we all had partners and it was really cool to see how everyone kind of talked to their partner. You and T yeah. hardly texted, you called so much. In comparison and had a lot to talk about. A lot <laughs> Always. To talk about. Yeah. In Always. comparison to maybe like me and Tori, we texted a lot more mm, and we to yeah. our partners and that's how we communicated. So also just know that like if someone else is going through long distance you're like oh well they're doing this we're not doing this that's okay everyone goes through it in their different own way as long as your needs are being met that's all that matters find your way and yeah go along with it yeah it's what works with routines and schedules and Tina I have always been such talkers like we just both feel connected when we're in our riff and just going on about whatever (laughs) so that's really important to us but yeah, texting has never been a norm for us. Not mm. that we don't text, but it's just not the way that we communicate. And yeah. that's that's also fine. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. no right or wrong, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what a good riff. Love I'm so glad riffs. we have dinner tonight to riff even <laughs> and more. And going even further and, and further. And have further. two nights of sleepovers. Yeah, I literally just got here and just saw the girls since literally Europe. So we this is our first catch up. Yeah. You guys are actually a part of it. In we literally rang Riley yesterday. I'm like, podcast, sound good? <laughs> On Thursday, lock it in. Cool. I was like, cool, I'm See coming. Bye. See ya. Hi. <laughs> um, we have two questions. Okay. Two questions? Yeah, two, two questions. questions. Quite deep questions. We want you to go deep. All right. First one is the your favourite quote that you live by. Mm. You're a quote person, first off. I am, but I also don't have anything that's like solely etched in my mind. Don't have it tattooed on me. But you guys both know (laughs) this. I don't have it tattooed on me. I've got some weird shit tattooed on me, but it's not that. (laughs) What I do, you know this. Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. Everything works in my favor. Yeah. You should have that tattooed on you. I should, but I I really wholeheartedly believe that. Like, we're moving house right now, and I'm like, I. I just know I'm going to get the exact place I need to get. I know I'm going to – I just trust that my life is going to do what it needs to do and I trust that I'm going to make the decisions that I'm going to need to make and nothing so far hasn't worked in my favour. This literally from – I just vividly remember us being in the Paris airport, flights going here and everywhere. We get on a flight that, one, is shorter time. Two, we somehow – don't even ask – go through – priority screening we didn't even pay for this they just literally put us through priority screening and the whole time you're just saying yeah but it just works in my favor like this is just what it is like mm. of course of course this is going to happen yeah and when I got home that is just started something I've living by as well when we were like moving house only what a few weeks ago I was home not a few weeks ago but last when week. I was home last week dad was like oh have they found like someone to rent their apartment or have you found a place because you're moving you haven't found a place yet I'm like 
no, but it's going to work. So don't worry. Why are you stressing? Because I'm not stressing. I just and know it's going to work. It literally has. And it has worked. Yeah. Well, I think the most powerful thing, right, is like whatever you believe is true is true. Yes. And we don't give that enough leverage. Like if yep. you believe something is true that's negative then that is true if you believe something that's positive is true then that is also true yes so for me I'm like why would I adopt the mindset that things don't work for me because then it's true yes it's like for me I want to believe that everything works for me therefore that's true and therefore my truth is going to be my truth Mm. so that's a that's a really big thing for me and like what hasn't worked in my favor when I think about my entire life I'm like well Sure, I've had some terrible things that have happened and whatever, but ultimately it works in my favour. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, was there a pivotal point where you were, where this clicked and you were just like, yeah, like it works? Mm, I think I've always been someone who's backed myself. Yeah. And even though at times it might have been like a bit of false confidence where I'm just like backing myself to back myself because it's just like, oh, well, I want to prove a point. It's like the stubborn part like, of me, right? Yeah, Someone's say. like, you can't do it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to like pretend to back myself and do it anyway yeah. just to well, like prove like a point. You sometimes have to act confident and it will happen. Yeah. 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 yeah, completely. And I think even like Paris is a really interesting example because obviously there was just like a series of unfortunate events that day that rolled out. But I was the one that put in the air, the airport and I put in the complete wrong airport, like in the opposite direction. But nothing rattles me. And I'm not trying to – I know this sounds really strange for anyone listening, but because I believe that to be true, nothing rattles me because I'm like, I, that happened for a reason. We were meant to go to that airport. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason, guys. Yeah, I just I just believe that, right? Like that's going to ha- that's gonna work in my favour and it literally did. We were only one hour difference out that entire day. Yeah. yeah. That entire day. And, and we went to an airport that didn't have a plane full of cancelled flights. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a complete delusion at the time, I'm like, you've got to be a bit delusional. And I think the most successful people are a little bit delusional. You have to be. Yeah. Well, if you just follow the line and follow what everyone else does, you're just going to be the same as everyone. That's why people who are successful, they do new things. They back themselves in a different way. They do things when people say they can't. That's why they're successful because no one else has done it. And they back themselves and they always just really live by that. Yeah, even if it is like you false backing yourself to prove someone wrong, eventually it's not going to be false anymore. Eventually you're going to keep proving yourself and then it's just going to continue on. Well, yeah, and it's like if you're like if whatever you're doing is fueled by passion and desire and drive to actually fulfill whatever the thing is, you're going to do what's required, right? Success is inevitable. And I think that's the biggest thing as well where we we think it's like, oh, but I'm taking a punt. Well, no, you're not. Because if you know that you're committing to a podcast and you're committing to showing up every single week to record, you're going to do exactly what you know you need to do to ensure that that thing is successful, then success is inevitable. Like you're yeah. going to keep doing the thing. So for me, I'm like, well, yeah, take a punt on yourself, right? Take a bet on yourself. But it's the safest bet in the entire world because I can trust you that I'm going to do whatever I have to do. If I take a bet on something else, I'm like, well, I can't control that. I can control me. So that's the way I see it as well. Period. Moving on to the last question, which kind of almost ties into this is, what has been your biggest life lesson? Mm. <laughs> you girls. <laughs> You girls. We didn't come here to play around. No. No. Um, yeah. So I would say. <laughs> She's ticking. <laughs> brain, um, I love watching Riley's brain too. Yeah. She looks up at the sky. She does. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at either of you. No, I would say that my biggest life lesson would be, yeah, T going through what he's been through. Mm-hmm. For sure. I thought you would say that. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
So T had cancer when we were, I would have been 15 and he was like 17 to nearly 20. Like, so that was kind of the timeline. So I was nearly probably 18 by the time, 18, 19 by the time that he had finished treatment. So yeah, like that just like low-key ate up a lot of years of my childhood in, in a sense or my teen years anyway. And yeah, like how can that not change your life? You know, yeah. how can that not change your perspective? I think we both learnt so much about life, each other, how shit things can be, how hard things can be, how unfair things can be. I think that for me in that period, like... I have goosebumps. Yeah, this is what we're yeah. crying about. Yeah. <laughs> in EOS. It was of course. a conversation. It is. Um, yeah, like that was so unfair. And yeah. I feel like for him and I, well, for me especially, uh, no, for, for him and I, but I'll just speak for myself because I won't tell his story. But that, like the navigating how unfair that felt was so weird for me. You know, because I'm like, I'm young and I'm seeing like girls out at the beach with their boyfriends and out for dinner and like doing the teenage thing, right? Like you're just young and you should just be fucking around with your partner and like having fun on weekends and just doing your thing. And I'm like, wow, we can't. And that's so unfair. And you're sick and that's so unfair. And you're going through that and that's so unfair. And those guys going out for a surf and you can't do that. That's so unfair. And I think it's so easy to fall victim yeah right to circumstances and fall victim to things that happen and that was for sure like one of the most challenging things amongst like 300 and like like, oh god like so many things that that come with that in terms of like your relationship intimacy conflict dynamics someone being really really sick someone not being sick not understanding both parties navigating just how do you navigate that at 15 yeah and no one really can truly help you like your parents can say everything to you your friends can say everything to you but they're not going through what you're going through right Mm -hmm. at that moment or you're not even going through what t's going through and it's hard to relate to anyone because it's almost so isolating Mm -hmm. in the weirdest way at the young age too so it's yeah yeah i can imagine yeah i think that's so true where we even speak to it now and it's like you know t will never understand what that period was like for me ever yeah. But I will never understand what that experience was like for him ever. And obviously he's the one that literally went through it and was like in the trenches for the lack of a better word. Like that was his whole entire life. But yeah, it's just, it's so true. Like how, even now, like you can hear how baffled I get because I'm like, I don't know. Like that's yeah. st- It's still like you don't have the words. No, and I don't think you ever can. And yeah. I don't think even, you know, for us now, we we're still like, wow, like that happened. And it was such a massive part like I'd known T six months before he got sick. So that was like the first four years really of our relationship, you know, was yeah. him being sick. And it's just so interesting. And you you do just gain a perspective that I don't think uh, I just, many, many would understand. Nah, yeah. You, yeah. And like, why have we lasted? Why do we always choose each other? Like, it's kind of obvious. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and to each other, it's obvious. We're both like, well, holy shit. Like, yeah. You think it's hard navigating who's doing the dishes? Like we've had hard <laughs> get a grip, yeah. yeah. You know, like nothing's ever, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just nothing's ever felt big enough or bad enough for, you know, us to be like, yep, this is too hard. This is too challenging. I think we've always, um, yeah, we've had something very hard happen early days in a relationship. So if you can navigate that, get through that, and then all like this could be a twelve part series. There's so many different yeah. things that can come from this. Um, 
if you can navigate the years after that, you're good. You're, you're good. good. Yeah. And that's how I feel. I'm like, yeah. I feel so safe, secure and all the things with him knowing that I'm like, oh, being a parent, we can do that together. Like getting married, we can do that together. Buying houses, we can do that together because if we can do that together – We've got all of the rest. We're good. Like we're set. And I think that's always just been something that's, yeah, continued to bring us back to each other because we're like, oh, like this shit doesn't matter. Like we know how serious and bad it can be. And if anything, I think this is, it's like, this is such a, it's like, this is such a shit thing to say, but it's also just the perspective that you, you unconsciously have because Mm -hmm. you've been through it. But it's like, if that ever happened again, would we choose each other? 1000% 1000% right like if that happened tomorrow he is my person right or die I'm there for him yeah and I think sometimes when you haven't experienced something like that things can become a little bit disposable where you're like oh things have been hard so you know we're just not gonna it's just done for now whatever and I get that I really do get that but when you've done the hard hard yeah it's like well when you haven't done the hard hard the hard feels hard because well, yeah, you don't know. Yeah, because yeah. it's relative to what you've experienced. And I think that's just been like the, the biggest thing for us where I'm like, gosh, like if I had heard that something had happened to him ever, he's always the person that I would choose. I would always run to him and be by his side no matter what. So for me, if that's my internal check and if I know that that's always my answer, I know he's my person, if that makes yeah. sense. Because yeah. never am I like, oh, no, like I'd be, I'd be content and I'd be happy because I don't think that's actually my person. Yeah. Like I'm like, he's my is my person and we just get each other you do that and was, that's my answer that's honestly that's my story yeah, yeah. that's my story and, my story. <laughs> and i know that probably had no conclusion but i don't no, think, think, I don't think i ever have a conclusion no, either you could just it's my non-conclusion conclusion yeah i love that well thank you so much for coming on the podcast today that is yeah. millie rally may Rizzy Ruru. We'll definitely all have the a full rally may episode talking all things mm. business because she's the queen yeah um but thank you love thank you. you so much having me Can't, love you guys and we're gonna Cheers. go spend the next two nights together and talking talking wait. talking <laughs> uh, i'm so excited love you guys okay <laughs> thank you guys for listening and we'll be back in your ears next week okay wait before we go oh here we are sorry sorry everyone <laughs> where can people find you we're taking oh, it yeah, back to me sorry go, back to go. millie riley <laughs> Millie Riley, Rizzy, whatever, whatever. Um, so on Instagram, it's at the Riley May for podcast. It's the influential CEO podcast. And that's my story. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Everything will be in the show notes as well. But we love you guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.